All right. So one of the biggest stories coming out this week was Trump's lawsuit uh, with E. Jean Carroll. Trump was found liable for sexual battery, uh, sexual assault, uh, as well as defamation uh, in this trial. This, to be clear, wasn't a criminal trial. Uh, he wasn't found guilty of a crime. This was a trial that became a thing because of a new law in New York that allowed civil suits of long past uh, that are long past the statute of limitations for criminal trials. Uh, instead of, you know, opening up that criminal trial again, but allowing victims to still seek restitution later in life, as we all know, oftentimes they can feel silenced, especially in situations like this, where you are dealing with a very powerful, very rich celebrity. Um, and that is exactly what happened. This is kind of the quintessential example of why this law was put into place to give victims who now are in a more stable setting in their life, the chance to seek restitution for sexual crimes committed against them. Uh, so the tale of the tape here essentially is that E. Jean Carroll knew Donald Trump through just social circles. They met at a Borgdorf or at Borgdorf's, uh, which is a New York City department store. He asked her to come in and help him shop for a girl that he knew. He ended up bringing them upstairs to the lingerie section, uh, asking her to try on the lingerie. They were at this point, she didn't feel like she was in danger. She says that she was just flirting with this you know, young, uh, relatively young, very successful celebrity. And then once they got there, uh, he pulled her into a dressing room and sexually assaulted her. Uh, he, the original claim was for rape as well. The jury came back and said they didn't seem to have sufficient evidence to say that he was liable for rape, but did think that they had sufficient evidence to say he was liable for sexual assault, um, as well as defamation in words that he said about her since she filed suit. Uh, the Jury awarded $5 million, I believe 250,000 of which was punitive damages. Uh, so it was actually more than she was originally seeking. Um, but that is kind of the tale of the tape here. So I wanted to open up the floor to both of you to see what your reaction was to this trial. There's lots to talk about from Trump himself to the media reaction to the, you know, the dynamics of sexual assault, uh, criminal, criminal and civil cases in this country in general. So what do you guys think about what's going on here? My first question is, how is it possible to even try a case like this civilly and not criminally? Like, it didn't make any sense to me kind of reading through it. I was like, if this is a case about, I think the actual terminology they used was like sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't understand how that could ever be seen in a civil case and not exclusively in, in a criminal sense, Scott. I just, I personally can't wrap my head around that. I couldn't seem to get a, a good answer for it either. Did you come across anything like that, John? So a lawyer might be able to give a better answer to this. And what I, I'm just telling my audience what I'm about to say is my understanding of the situation. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to many crimes, there's a statute of limitations, right? So if I were to slap you in the face today and you came back 30 years from now and you know tried to do a criminal suit against me, it would be laughed at. You know, it would just be a waste of everyone's time for something like that. Now some crimes like murder in many states, there is no statute of limitations upon because it's such an egregious crime. That is not the case with sexual assault in, at least not in New York, I don't know about across the country. Um, however, I, and I don't know exactly how long the statute of limitations is. However, this fell outside of that statute of limitations. So this new law that was recently signed gave a bit of, uh, able to have restitution for cri sexual crimes that we don't necessarily, like can't for a lot of reasons have proof, you know, beyond a doubt style proof 
Um, for anyone who doesn't know, in a criminal, you, know, you probably know in a criminal investigation, you need to be able to prove innocence beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm sorry, prove guilt beyond a shadow of guilt. a doubt. Mm -hmm. In a civil case, you just have to have a preponderance of evidence uh, to say, yeah, it, this is what we believe most likely happened. We, we, we might have a little bit of doubt, but we're pretty darn sure. And that's a big difference. And so this gives an avenue for restitution when in most of these cases that are this old with sexual assault, it's just incredibly difficult to prove in court. Erica, do you have any more to add? Um, no, that sounded right to me. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess my main um, kind of takeaway from this this ridiculous story, um, I, I don't know, I was shocked by some of what the lawyers were saying, um, mm. what Trump's lawyer said. He warned the jurors that they cannot let her profit from her abuse of this prof uh, of this process. So, really, like painting painting this victim of sexual abuse as uh, profit seeking, uh, fame seeking. I mean, which is kind of the typical response from a, a lot of folks on the right who want to always take the side of the perpetrator in these instances. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, did that make sense? Sorry, that was not the best delivery there. No, it made perfect sense. Uh, and, and I think that kind of what you're saying there, that there was another part on the stand where the lawyer was questioning her and he was like, why didn't you scream? And it was like disgusting. Cause it's like, she was like, yeah. I'm not a screamer. I didn't want to scream. What, what? Like, like, it's such a ridiculous question to ask someone in that situation. And yeah, it, it was very disgusting. And, and it's part of the reason it, his apparently um, his, his case wasn't very strong, his legal case. And is part of it's kind of like we saw with the Alex Jones trial, like they fumbled that. And that's part of what led to the extra punitive damages because they just didn't handle it very well. And doing things like that, making questions like that in court, don't make you appeal to a jury or a judge. Whereas on the other side of this, Carol, you know, for the people saying, oh, she was profit seeking everything. She has not been giving interviews. She has not been you know, talking to people. She has not made this case public. One of the big reasons that a lot of people just kind of got surprised by this verdict the other day and didn't even realize it was going on is because she made a specific effort to keep it out of the media because she wanted this to be settled wow. in court beyond, without any doubt cast on the media influencing it. And th that was her purposeful strategy specifically to avoid claims like that from the Trump camp. It's, and it's like, oh, go ahead, Erica. Oh, just I was just going to say that the judge explicitly stated at the beginning of this case, like, do not be speaking with the media about this to all, all parties involved. And what does Trump do? He goes and tweets about it. He goes and makes statements about it. He's just completely disregarding any concerns about the integrity of that case. Um, he, he, he's just going and saying whatever he wants to whoever he wants about it. Really, really bad. Trump feels untouchable, you know, and he's always felt this way. You know, we go back to the time, you know, the 2016 election where, he, you know, we're talking about the, the Hollywood access tapes where he was like, you know, grab her by the, you know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. And so it's not really that far out of the realm to assume that this person, that Trump would do something like this. You know, obviously, you know, I have no idea what happened, but I'm inclined to believe that, you know, it, it looks like he did this, you know, which is why they convicted him. I, I think they actually went through the, the jurors themselves. And even one of the jurors was somebody who, you know, said 
themselves that they were someone who listens to Tim Pool, more of a right-wing media outlet. And if you can convince someone like that, that Trump is guilty in this polarized society that we're in, I'm tending to believe that he is very, in fact, guilty. On top of this fact that the fact that this, you know, one of the lawyers would say something to this effect that, you know, why didn't you scream as if everyone has the same response to trauma as someone else is absolutely disgusting in my in my book. You know, this is just another case about Trump in a long list of cases, which just proves what kind of person he really is. And I'm not shocked in the least. And I, I feel bad. I feel bad for this person that she had to go through this. And it's just another story about like why there's so many people who don't want to come forward when you get questions like that, when you're going, and Trump was in his fifties at the time. He's a billionaire, was a billionaire then. I mean, the guy was a, you know, huge mogul in, in New York, movie star, just like has, you know, properties all over the country. You know, I'm sure that she was just terrified in that moment. And it was probably just trying to do her best to get through it, you know? Yeah. And so the the fact that, you know, someone would even come out and say something like that and people are questioning her online. And then Trump also was charged with defamation for calling her a liar multiple times. And then once the verdict came down, called her a liar again, essentially doubling down on it. So obviously, again, person who feels untouchable in our society. And right now, we haven't really done anything to make him question that belief because he is committing crimes all over the place and he's never been held accountable for anything. The uh, the the big thing with this to me is that it has finally put as a matter of settled fact, he has been before trial with, with the jury of his peers and that jury came back and said that he is liable for sexual assault for what he did. And I think going back to the Access Hollywood tape and the numerous women who have accused him, there is a standard Trump playbook for how he handles this. He, and he, he literally was on CNN Town Hall yesterday, and I didn't, haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I saw clips about this specific situation. And he, this is what he does. He says, oh, I was just you know, acting how people have acted. And he says, like, people have acted this way for a million years. For you know, a million this, years. This, this is when you're rich and you're famous and people just let you grab them. They, they, I'm not saying that, you know, he's saying they let you do it. And to me, and this is kind of what I was talking about previously, um, last time with people not being educated properly in relationships, people also aren't educated properly in situations of sexual assault. And there are many people in this country who genuinely think that if you grab a woman by her pussy and she doesn't stop you from doing it, that means she let you do it. And that means mm -hmm. that you had consent to do it. And that is just not the case. And I've gone back and forth with a lot of people who really struggle to get this concept is when you're acting sexually aggressively and you're pushing- Wait, you met people who are struggling to understand this concept? Oh yeah. And I'm not saying in my personal I, life so much as in my I mean, know, interactions online. But I mean, Jesus. I mean, here, here's the newsflash for everyone. Just yeah. don't fucking touch people. The end. And, yeah. I mean, don't make it more complicated than that. Don't touch people, you know, unless you get permission to. Like, this isn't rocket science. What the hell is wrong with you people? Sorry. Well, what 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 Trump says is true in the sense that I'm sure a, a guy of Trump's age, growing up when he was my age, it was just standard that men would make advances by putting their hands on women and doing whatever they wanted, and if women didn't actually just physically stop them from doing it. They considered that a green light. And obviously that's wrong, but that 
is how portions of America, especially older portions of America, were raised and grew up. And I think that the important thing to highlight in situations like this, and why I'm so happy that he was held accountable for these actions, is that we can kind of point to this as a point of precedent and go, guys, look, this was the legal process. This is what this is. When you do this and you don't have, there's, there's nothing besides active consent that is consent. Um, and yeah, there's situations where people and we're like, things get messy sexually, but when you are meeting someone you don't know, and you aren't in a relationship with them and you don't even ask to touch them and you just grab them sexually, that is sexual assault in every single situation. And that's something that needs to be clearly put into the, the common. And for us, it is because we're relatively younger. Um, but I'm glad that now you know, the, the the broadcast news stations of the world are having to report on this and kind of show that, I, I don't want to say the side, the, the true reality of the situation to people who might not really understand it that way. I also wanted to just add that I think some of the appeal of Trump to many people on the right is his toxic masculinity. I mm -hmm. think having listened just earlier today to a Michael Knowles podcast, which made me want to fucking blow my brains out. Sorry, that was, I probably shouldn't use that expression, but God, it just, it's so infuriating. He's talking, he, he plays the clip of Trump saying that, oh yeah, for millions of years, it, it, it was fine if for someone that has fame and power to do things like that, that has been acceptable. Yes. And the guy stops it and says, this is why this guy should be in power. This is why, and like, it, that kind of a reaction to that kind of toxicity is like, it, it says a lot to me about the state that we're in as a country. This guy's got a million followers on Twitter who's, you know, has, who's the podcast I was listening to. That is what a lot of dudes and people on the right want to hear. They want to get behind someone like that. And that is the part of the story that blows my mind. Like, yeah, and, and it should. It should. You know, Michael Knowles, for those who might not be familiar with him, he's a member of the Daily Wire, the right wing uh independent like media giant that's being that's being blow that's essentially blowing up right now underneath uh Ben Shapiro. And that is a common take right now. That that's been a common takeaway that oh Trump didn't do anything wrong. This is totally fine. This is just how it always has been. It's just the fact that things have been wrong in the past does not mean that we continue them now. That shouldn't be the narrative ever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, well, we've constantly been assholes. So let, why would we stop that now? Like, no, like men have always had an issue with this problem. And it's a good thing that we are now finally talking about it, which, you know, like yeah. should have been talking about it way sooner, but at least we're talking about it now. And now there are some people in society who are just like, oh no, well, you know, you sh these aren't these aren't that big of a deal. We shouldn't be talking about this. Of course, we should be talking about this. Unfortunately, in these shorter like conversations that we're having on this show, we're not going to be able to tackle the entire problem that is toxic masculinity or sexual <laughs> assaults or you know yeah. basically our entire culture having an issue with this problem. But I, I think just in a really small kind of like confined sense, I just want to say again what I said before: don't touch people without their consent. Like just the end. <laughs> Like it shouldn't be that hard of a concept, you know, like it, it really shouldn't be. And I, I also have to just say this, you know, there's a lot of, you know, just in general fact, you know, like women in, in most cases, they are smaller humans, you know, so they are going to feel intimidated 
by a large male. You know, I feel intimidated by some larger men. You know, if a guy's like six foot five, you know, 230, I'm intimidated too. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I understand why in certain cases, if you feel like you might be becoming assaulted, you might be afraid of saying anything in that moment, you know? And these are things that men need to be more aware of because for too long, we've just had this narrative in society you know, that, you know, we can basically just constantly make these advances. And until basically you hear someone yelling at you that, you know, don't stop. And even then like, oh, that's just them wanting you to try harder. All that toxic shit that we heard growing up all needs to come to an end. Needs to just go into the dustbin of history as far as I'm concerned. And and I will say to jump, you know, to that's the, you know, negative side of it. Like don't touch people <laughs> without their consent should be easy to understand. But I want to put the positive side of that coin to anyone out there who's listening to this, especially younger men, you know, teenagers who are listening to this and like, I, I'm confused in these situations. It seems so confusing, blah, 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 blah. I don't, I, I, I agree with what Trump's saying here. Girls find asking for consent hot. Like, like this, there's this massive <laughs> misconception out there. Yeah, girls like it when you take the lead. But trust me, when you're actively trying to get consent from them, they like that. You will be far more successful by trying to do it that way than trying to yeah. coerce them and like just take advantage of gray areas. They, and you know, men too, girls out there, because this can happen both ways, right? Like it is a positive thing that will help your chances if you do it this way. <laughs> Speaking from experience and the experience of every guy I know who I'm friends with, this is the effective way to reach your goals. Um, it yeah. is the far more effective way. Don't go the other route because not only can you go to jail, but you also will be less successful. Um, and I, I think that's like the positive side of it that sometimes doesn't, like we get a lot of negative, like, oh, you're a jerk if you do this, but <laughs> take it as an opportunity. You, you now get to compare yourself to the jerks that are doing it and do the bare minimum and get complimented for it. it, it it's a good opportunity for you if you want to go the right path. <laughs> And as a woman, I will concur that yes, uh, communication is sexy. <laughs> so much sexier than someone trying to use their power and bully their way into your vagina. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was probably, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say a few things on the show that maybe we should cut out, but sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not cutting anything. Okay. 